Good morning, good morning everyone, good morning every um, CTF member and everyone who is connect, connected to this broadcast this morning. Um, welcome to the day one of CTF's monthly fasting and uh, I'm sure that um, as we seek the Lord together and take time to wait upon him, because that's what fasting really is, he's going to show up in our lives and um, show up in everything that concerns us and the word of god says he that cometh to god must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and that's what fasting is diligently seeking god i'm going to go ahead and um, take a charge this morning that will get you pumped up ready set up for this um, three days of fasting and i know that god is going to strengthen you all true and by the time we're done you will look back and say wow wow i didn't just um get informed my life was transformed and i got answers that i was looking for so let's go ahead and say a quick prayer and then we're going to get started father we give you praise we give you thanks we thank you for um, this fasting season thank you for um, this period where we are drawing our hearts closer to you lord i ask this morning that you breathe upon your word because everyone that is listening to be blessed to be transformed and to be challenged um, to seek you more to love you more to grow spiritually and let your name be glorified in jesus in jesus mighty name amen go ahead and type an amen in the comment box in the comment box so um, quick introduction um the topic that i'm dealing with this morning and that's what we're going to be looking for looking towards in these three days is of what significance is fasting to a teenager of what significance is fasting to a teenager to a young person you're in ss1 you're in ss2 ss3 or you're in 100 level 200 level you're asking yourself why do i need to go on this fast like why <laughs> i have money my parents are not lacking there's food in the house why did they make me go on fasting um, i'd like you to get your notes um, so that you can notice this down as you're listening to this probably on way to class right now number one is this fasting is an expression of desperation many times you have everything that you think you need and in the words of Bishop Oedipo, he says, many people are in need because they don't know what they need. So many times you think you have all the things that you think you need. But when you go on a fast, you are expressing desperation. That means you you want to break out of the normal life schedule you have. You want something more. You are, you are, you are hungry. You have a deep hunger for god that you see it necessary to let go of earthly pleasures let go of food let go of things that distract you so you can pay attention to what you really want so fasting is a sign i remember a time where i went on some days of fasting it was you know it was an extended fast and there was no food and no water and one of my friends you know heard about it then i was i was in the, doing my master's and then he said, wow, what are you really seeking God for that is making you go for this length of time without eating and drinking water? So again, that's the expression. When you hear someone is going in a fast, like, did something happen? Um, or, wow, what's the person searching for? Because when you go in a fast, it's a sign of huge personal responsibility. By yourself, you decide in your heart, I want to go on a fast. It's an expression of how desperate, how eager you really want something so bad and one of the things that we 
express desperation for in fasting is a hunger for God. If you remember Psalm 42, what David said in Psalm said, um, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so long get my soul after you, O God. And in case you're asking or there's a question in your mind saying, but prayer can settle that. Prayer can solve that problem. Why do I need to stay away from food if I can just pray? Um, when you add fasting to prayers, because you cannot fast without praying. That's just hunger strike in case you don't know. So even in the course of this fast that we're doing, you need to have different pockets of prayer, extended pockets of prayer. And CTF has about four prayer slots every day for about 30 minutes, you know, in different times and different places. Make sure you get plugged in so you can pray. But fasting is an expression of desperation and a hunger for God. When you let go of everything and say, I want more of you, Jesus. I want to experience more of God's power in my life. I want to experience Prince God, I, I, I want intimacy with God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul longs for God. And when you read Psalm 63, um, David goes to say, My flesh searches for God in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So your there's a demand on your flesh, on your body, a physical demand that you stay away from food and then you push hard. In prayers so you can get to a new level and we're going to see all of that you know from scripture before we're done now when you fast you're simply saying with your actions that I'm seeking for something that no mortal man can give to me I'm seeking for something that no mortal man I want to do the impossible I want to you know hear the you know the bold the voice of God I want to see the invisible I want to see God I want the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened I want to pay attention to my spirit man fasting is an expression of desperation Remember what Jesus said if you look at the book of Mark um, we are opening your Bible it's okay um, in the book of Mark Mark 2 from verse 19 to verse 22. Mark 2, 19 to 22. And they went really quickly. He says, Jesus said unto them, he was talking about fasting, when they were accusing his disciples for not fasting. He said, can the children, it's written in red, yeah, so it's, it's the words of Christ. Can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Verse 20, but the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast. In those days, your flesh doesn't like to fast, but you are meant to fast. It's not doing what you feel like doing. It's doing what is right, not what you like. That gets you where you're going. Now here verse 20 says, but the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, then shall they fast in those days. Verse 21, no man seweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up, that else a new piece that filled it up, take it away from the old, and the rent is made worse. Verse 22, which is my focus, says, and no man puts new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles and the wine is spilled and the bottles will be mad but new wine must be put into new bottles that is why we are going on this fast new wine must be put into new bottles here this is the month of september we have about four months before the year is over and it's time you know many times people wait till december before they you know get themselves all rolled up and they want you know a whole change in their life and they are looking at the pluses and the minuses and all that happened through the year but why not now that you're still in this race <laughs> yeah why not take away food take away sweets take away drinks take away pleasure take away everything and be 
desperate in fasting because new wine is only put into new bottles. Jesus said it by himself. You want something new, you got to have a new bottle and it doesn't mean you have to be born again in physical sense of the word. Go to your mother's room and come back like Jesus told Nicodemus. No, it simply means that desperation and desire in your soul when you go on a fast creates a new, a new hunger that can be satisfied. Don't be the kind of believer who you've been seeing for the past three years or four years or five years and you're already used to God. No! No matter how old you've been in this spiritual journey, there's a new level. No matter how old you've been in this spiritual journey, there's a new level. There's something. There's a new wine. There's a, a deeper level of God. It's a deeper level of intimacy. A deeper level of intimacy with Jesus is available when you express your desire in fasting with prayers. You know what the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, from verse 11, I know the thoughts I have towards you, said God, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you hope and a future and an expectation. For you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with the whole of your heart. Fasting is an indication that you are searching for God with all your heart in prayers. In prayers. So, again, fasting and prayer prepares you for what God has prepared for you. God has new things in store for you. Your glory days are here. In this September, October, November, December, God has new things in store for you. Or fasting and prayer prepares you for what God has prepared for you. It prepares you, spiritual and body. It helps you zoom in. Your focus is high. Your sensitivity is intact. I like the way Pastor Deboe says it. He says, what fasting does to the believer is it makes you razor sharp spiritually. And Jesus said, nobody puts new wine into old bottles. Put new wine into new bottles. The word he used there is must. New wine must be put into new bottles. I'm believing God with you that as we go on this fast together, the entire city of Christians in foundation, as we go on this fast together, that God will put new wine, new inspiration, new ideas, new depths of intimacy, and there will be something new, sparkling new about your life. You're creating a new beginning for yourself by expressing desperation to God in fasting. Fasting and prayer is giving concentrated attention to your core, to your spirit man. Last month, the book that we reviewed, you know, on the CTF squads and WhatsApp and and all our social media pages was um, focusing on the fact that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in the body. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. With your spirit, you connect to God. With your soul, you connect to your emotions, your body connects to this world. So, if you are a spirit, you are not a human being, you are a spirit being, then fasting and prayer gives attention to your spirit man. When I first personally, it helps me become authentic to the core of my being. I'm not confused about what God is telling me. I know exactly what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. It's like you are ahead. It's like you take a lift, you go up. Remember what the Bible says in Isaiah 14? Then I will open the Lord, shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. You see things from a different pedestal, a different height, a different... Even as, even as a young person, as a teenager, you see things from a different level, from a different angle. The enemy is not able to, you know, box you in and keep you looking at things from a myopic point of view, but you see things from a brighter way, in a brighter sense, from a brighter distance. Fasting is temporary discomfort for spiritual attention. Your body will tell you you are hungry. Don't listen to it. And that's why I was saying, if you know you have medical reasons why you cannot fast or something, and even the fast is not just you know no food for the three days, no food 
but water yeah let me say that one more time so for today friday saturday and sunday take a lot of water even this morning take plenty of water plenty of water so that you're not too weak to pray pray take plenty of water from this morning take only water and fluids from this morning saturday and sunday and then you break your fast on sunday night but express desperation to god in prayers because you want to write this down fasting is temporary discomfort for spiritual attention for spiritual attention why else is fasting important to a teenager what significance is fasting to a teenager i mean you want to write this down the only language the devil understands is violence the only language the devil understands is violence jesus himself said this time goeth not out but by prayer and fasting because of how wicked the enemy is there are some things that will never happen in your life except you are violent matthew 11 verse 12 matthew 11 verse 12 says from the days of john the baptist up until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and only the violent takes it by force there are some forces there are some i'm going to see them just for a wrap up here that don't want to let you go some things have held you bound for so long some limitations it could just be mental boundaries some things you've never seen yourself doing gifts and talent hidden inside of you have no clue about the expression of desperation in fasting has every power to let everything remember when jesus was saying this type of not have my prayer and fasting that scenario came where they were trying to cast out the demon disciples and then they couldn't cast them out and then jesus had to come and you know do it for them and then he now they asked him why couldn't we cast out this demon and he said this type there are some things that will not go but by prayer and fasting that's why in this month of september the entire city of family christians in this foundation all over the world are going on a fast so that whatever things have held you bound whatever things limitations mental boundaries that you've have has been around you for so long it's time to occupy new territory it's time to claim more land it's time to fulfill your destiny it's time to fulfill your destiny so fasting is an expression of desperation and spiritual violence being violent in your spirit remember the story in the book of esther esther 4 um read the whole book of esther it's not long it's something you should spend time doing when you're fasting take some time to read the word um esther and the jews they were condemned and told that they were going to be destroyed um where es- Mordecai had come to tell esther just some backstory Mordecai had told esther if you don't stand up and defend the jews at such a time as this deliverance will come for us for you and your father's house will be destroyed um Haman had told the king that the Jews were worshipping another god and they should issue a decree which had been sealed with the king's order that on a certain day all the Jews were going to be annihilated, they were going to be killed and then Esther was queen Esther's identity was hidden up until now they didn't know she was a Jew and then in Esther 4 verse 16, in Esther 4 verse 16, you see it clearly there where Esther told Mordecai tell all the Jews to go on a fast <laughs> I like this part of the scripture Esther told them, tell all the Jews to go on a fast because I am going to go before the king. Let me read it for you, verse 16. Go, gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise and will go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Whenever there is a verdict that you want to change hanging over, it has been issued. 
Spiritual things control physical things. Oh boy, oh girl, wake up. Spiritual things control physical things. The verdict had been signed. The matter had been issued. But Esther knew there is a way to change the stain. If you're a young boy or you're a young girl, you listen to this this morning or this night, wherever you're at, remember whenever things have been fixed physically you have the authority and the audacity to go meet with god to change a situation in god's direction when because that's who you are you're a watchman esther had seen here my people are going to be destroyed all the jews will be killed i can't let this happen that she sent to mordecai let's declare fast for three days and the type of fast they did there was no food no water i will go in the fast my maidens and i'm going to go before the king i'm going to go before the king when you express your desperation in fasting you're able to change situation said if i perish i perish i didn't never heard esther sound so violent i thought she was just a young girl who became queen and was concerned about beauty and all that comes with that but no you can see the warrior and the lion in esther coming up in fasting saying yeah if I perish, I'm going to go before the king. I don't know what that thing is in your life. Will you confront it in this fast? Will you confront it with your fasting? Will you go before that problem? Will you go before that mountain? Will you go before that Goliath in these three days of fasting and tell your body, if I perish, I perish. I'm going to go on this fast. If I perish, I perish. I'm going to go. The only language the devil understands is violence. You cannot be polite and be an, uh, an Ajibota Christian. Be an Ajibota Christian is no. You must be desperate. You must be eager. You are not too young. CTF's founding scripture, First Timothy 4 verse 12 says, don't let anybody look down on you because you are young, because you are a teenager. But be an example in words, conversation, in charity, in faith, in spirit, and in purity. It is time to take the the bull by the horn and express violence if just like Esther and say to your body, your flesh, if I perish, I perish. But this solution must be changed in the course of this fasting. Second example we'll look at quickly is the example of Jonah. Jonah, and you can see fasting is not just something that happened you know recently, it has been everywhere in the scriptures, it's everywhere. Jonah and Nineveh. If you remember the story of Jonah in the book of Jonah, chapter 3, God told Jonah, Go to Nineveh. He said, No, I'm going to go to Tarshish. And what did Jonah do? Jonah 3, from verse 3 to 5, verse 7, and verse 10. Jonah arose finally after he was swallowed by the fish and God delivered him. Jonah finally arose and went to Nineveh, verse 3, according to the word of the Lord. And and Nineveh was about, you know, three days journey. And Jonah began to enter the city in verse 4. And he cried and said, in 40 days, Nineveh will be overthrown. In 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. And then if you read verse, verse 5, the people of Nineveh, they believed God and proclaimed the fast. They proclaimed a fast from the greatest to the least. From the greatest, they proclaimed the fast. Jonah had declared what God had said, that in 40 days, Nineveh will be overthrown. But then the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed the fast. The king, down to the peasants, proclaimed the fast when the word of God came to Nineveh. And it was so desperate in verse 7 that neither man nor beast nor herd nor flock tasted anything. Let them not feed them nor drink water. Even animals were fasting. Uh-uh. Are you, you are saying you cannot fast as a family? Even animals were fasting. 
the verdict had been declared that Nineveh will be overthrown. But then there was repentance, there was fasting. I see what happened in verse 10. God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of this evil that he had said he would do unto them, and he did it not. Is there any negative verdict that has been issued upon your life? It is time to take spiritual responsibility and stop looking for prayer up and down. Yes, pray with people, but you have the power in you. It's okay to pray together and pray with people. It is even unscriptural to go and look for spiritual solutions from people in different places that they should pray for you. When you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, you can take responsibility and rise up to the occasion. Now, in this month of September, what is that negative verdict that has been placed over your life Nineveh proclaimed a fast at Jonah's warning and boom in verse 10 God saw their works so God sees when we fast God sees when we fast and then the evil was averted the evil was averted are you listening to me and you are thinking in your head I'm not where I'm, not where I'm meant to be by now I'm not where I am meant to be by now I'm meant to be way ahead of this place. And this is not because you are comparing yourself with people, but because you are looking at all the gifts and the skills and the talents God has given to you. And you've not accomplished all that God has called you to accomplish. You are looking at Christ, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I'm not where I'm meant to be by now. I've been rising and falling and rising and falling. It's not meant to be so for me. Then this is why you should go on a fast. You should go on this fasting. Are you confused or you are unsure of what to do? Should I turn left? Should I turn right? Should I study this course? Should I date this guy? You are not sure of what to do. You are in a mix. You are in a fix straight in between two opinions. You are unsure of what to do. You should go on a fast. Does your prayer life need a boost? Have you, did you see yourself unable to pray in the night? You are unable to ascend into depths of prayer that you used to be able to ascend into before. Then you need to go on this fast. Do you see the need for a personal revival in your work with Jesus? Do you see the need for the Bible to come alive in your life? Do you see the need for fresh fire upon your prayer altar? Then you need to go on the fast. Remember Romans 8 verse 6. The Bible says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. He that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit live reap life eternal. Fasting is sowing to the spirit. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1 says, Remember you, the Lord your God, in the days of your youth. This is the foundation years of your life. You are in the foundation years of your life. It is time to seek God in desperation, in prayer, and in fasting. If I sound intense, please allow me because it's for your good. It's time to push yourself. Nobody will push you for you like you. It's time to push yourself in prayer and in fasting because fasting is focusing on the spiritual, focusing on what God can do and how God can change you. As I begin to conclude this charge, as I begin to conclude, I'd like you to note the following points. Number one, fasting does not change God. <laughs> this is a very good point. I'm going to say it twice. Fasting does not change God. No matter how much you fast, you fast for three days, 40 days, 200 days. It doesn't change God. You're not trying to compel God to change um, um, what he has said in his word when you fast no 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 it's not a, fasting is not a manipulation tool no fasting changes men and changes our situation 
In all the examples I gave in the story of Esther, the Jews they were spared when they went on the fast and Esther confronted the king. The story of Jonah, the destruction that was planned was averted. Fasting doesn't change God. Rather, it enforces the will of God upon the earth. Fasting changes me. Fasting changes you. Fasting prepares me and you for what God has already prepared for us. Fasting doesn't change God. No matter how much you, know, you fast and pray, God is not going to change. God is holy. He's righteous. And he would not change. I am that I am. So yet the Lord. But fasting changes you. The way you view that problem, the way you view the situation changes. Isaiah 58 and verse 6. The concluding scripture. Isaiah 58. And verse 6, you know the scripture very well. The Bible says, and we're going to be looking at that pretty much all through this week. Isaiah 58 from verse 6, the Bible says, Is this not the fast I have chosen? The prophet Isaiah was talking to him to lose the bands of wickedness. To lose the bands. This is going to be really good. <laughs> to lose the bands of wickedness. This is King James Version. To undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke that you break every let me read it one more time that scripture is really good is not this the fast i have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke the aim of fasting is to lose the bands of wickedness one of the reasons why teenagers was born a fast is to lose the bands of wickedness. It is so pitiful that many teenagers forget that they have an enemy. The enemy, the devil. The Bible, Jesus himself said, but I was Paul who said it. The devil goes about like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. When you want to lose the bands of wickedness that is holding your life down, you need to go on a fast. Remember, we have said that the only language the devil understands is violence. The bands of wickedness holding down the destinies of many teenagers are only losable and breakable in fasting. Fasting loses the bands of wickedness, the bands of evil, the afflictions of the devil. Whatever looks like wickedness or the works of wickedness in your life, go on a fast. Many times when you are trying to ascend into new heights, fulfill your destiny, the devil begins to rear his head, an ugly head. Matter of fact, you must be afflicted by wickedness if indeed you are standing right with the Lord. The wicked will afflict. So you saw the wickedness of the wicked in Esther. You saw how wicked Haman was coming to kill all the Jews. What did they do to him? They didn't steal his things. They didn't ruin his family or anything. He was just wicked against them. They are wicked things and wicked people, but chief of them is the devil. He have an enemy. He wants to steal. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy John 10 verse 10. That's the enemy's threefold mission. To come into your life. To steal. To kill. To destroy. But when you go on a fast, you lose the bands of wickedness. You come out triumphant. You come out victorious. You come out with a new level of authority. And wickedness must bow to righteousness. Wickedness must bow. When you go on a fast, wickedness bows to righteousness. All the wicked things, the wicked people, the wicked devil surrounds your life. Remember what Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have life eternal. So fasting loses the bands of wickedness. Number two, fasting undoes heavy burdens. 
Isaiah 58 verse 6 is not as if I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness to undo heavy burdens are there weights are there sins that easily beset you are there things that hold you back and hold you down when you go on the first you remove easily the hands of lust the hands of pornography the hands of impurity the hands of uncleanness the hands of seducing spirits the hands of controlling powers when you go in the fasting with prayers you undo heavy burdens you are able to lay aside every weight and the sins which don't so easily beset you that's what the bible says in the book of hebrews hebrews 12 verse 2 look unto god with our finish of your faith let us therefore lay aside every weight and the sins which don't so easily beset us so i'd like you to in this period of fasting you are undoing heavy burdens you are undoing all the things that have held you back and held you down the sin that easily besets you the weight that easily besets you the sin that easily besets you some of you is laziness some of you is indiscipline some of you is uncontrollable um, uncontrollable desire for food uncontrollable desire for social media uncontrollable desire for the opposite sex but in fasting you're able to undo everybody's and number the third one the fasting this is not the first of chosen to let the oppressed go free are you oppressed in your head are you oppressed in your finances is there sickness or disease ravaging your life you are too young to be going through a surgery you are too young to be having diseases and problems and cancer you're too young to be having a lost um, a, a, a lump in your breast you are too young to be having complications in your health no 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 the heart and the organs and the body god has given to you is meant to last you for 90 to 120 years here you are 15 16 18 19 and the enemy is telling you already that it's time for your organs to pack up and you are watching no 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 Fasting allows the oppression of the enemy come to an end. Remember the Bible says in Isaiah 61, it says, The Spirit of God is upon me and he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. Send me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to open the prison that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn in Zion. Verse 3 to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, and they might be called the trees of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord, and then they will build the old ways, they will raise up the former desolations and they will the wasted cities, the desolations of many generations. That's what fasting does. Whatever oppression is upon your life, you take your position as a spiritual giant, as with inspirational authority, and you tell the devil, get out of my health. Get out of my life. Get out of my family. All oppressions of the devil because wickedness is real and oppression is real. But more real is our victory in God. Remember what the Bible says? The Bible says that we are redeemed as kings and priests, Jesus said. And we are meant to reign in this life because the dominion of light over darkness is instant, is unquestionable, and is eternal. The dominion of light over darkness. We live in a dark world, in a dangerous world, in an evil world in a hateful world but you are exempted and you are granted victory in this life not when you get to heaven in this life don't you remember what, what paul said he says now thanks be unto god who always causes us to triumph always 
causes of the triumph. God gives us victory in this life. In this life. In, in John said, in 1 John 2, he said, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm talking to you this morning. Greater is he that is in you. So when you go on the fast one, we lose the bands of wickedness. We undo heavy burdens. Let the oppressed go free. And the last one, as you break every yoke. And as you break, as you break every yoke, as I have said, verse 6, every yoke is breakable in fasting. Can I say this without apology to anybody or anything? There is no yoke in your life that the word of God cannot break. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. There is no cycle of addiction. There is no problem you are facing. There is no problem in this world. In the whole world. There is no problem in the whole world. That the word of God cannot break. That the word of God cannot change. That the word of God is not more powerful than the final authority in this world. In all the realms. Don't you remember Philippians 2? The Bible says, God has given Jesus a name above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every name of things in heaven, things on earth, things on the earth, must bow to the authority in the name of Jesus. So we break limitations in fasting. Your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your skills, whatever thing has held you bound. You know, in those days, when Isaiah wrote the scripture, the yoke was placed upon the oxen. The oxen was made to pull yoke, the yoke of oxen, to pull the yoke. And as the oxen is moving, there's a yoke around the neck that's making it pull um, whatever load is given to pull. But then the yoke is broken in fasting. What does that mean? That simply means when you read the book of Isaiah, it says the yoke is destroyed. Because of the anointing, and Nebuchadnezzar says, The yoke is destroyed because you have grown so fat. Yeah, <laughs> because you grow in spiritual knowledge, which is evidenced by your obedience to God. There's no point God speaking to you and you don't obey Him. Spiritual growth comes, you listen to God and do what He says you should do. Your obedience to God is your strongest weapon against the devil. As you grow spiritually, every yoke is broken, every limitation is broken. Every yoke is broken. Every limitation is broken. Remember where we started from. Nobody pours new wine into old bottles. New wine must be poured out into new wine skins. If you are the only one I've been speaking to ever since this um, broadcast began, ever since this Mixelar broadcast began, I'd like you to pray this morning. You don't have to wait till the evening when you are tired or when your body is telling you, okay, you're fasting before you pray. No, no. Take our time this morning. This Mixelar broadcast is for one hour 90 minutes i like you to pray lord god almighty fresh wine fresh wine fresh oil or there's anything you want to pray about if you can pray in tongues we're going to pray in tongues together if you can't pray in the spirit pray in your understanding lord open me up to new levels break every limitation let the cycle of addiction end draw my heart closer to yourself Long get for water, so longs my soul after you. Lord God, new wine upon my life, new wine upon my life. 
lift your voice. Let's begin to pray together. Let's pray in the spirit. Let's pray in our understanding. Let's get violent and desperate. The devil has oppressed you for too long. He has sat upon your life for too long. There are too many hidden gifts, potentials, and capacities inside of you that you have to stay up in the course of this fasting. Be desperate. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Push yourself in this time of fasting. Take out your time. Lila Kuta. Don't be distracted. La Kokitam Bredu. You are not too young to fast. Iga Grudia. Wero Priam Baba Akatish Enguruke 